everyone. Welcome back to True Crime Guys Podcast. I'm one. And I'm Michael. How's everybody doing? How's the time change treating you? It's a little weird. And it caught me by surprise today. It wasn't big news this year like it typically is. Yeah, you know, with Halloween, the election, COVID, all this different shit. It's like a yeah. time change. It just kind of sneaked right under the radar. Yeah, it really did. And you wake I, up and you're like, why is it light outside? And it says it's five in the morning. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was weird. I woke up in a, in a panic because I thought I got up at 1030. So I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like getting up. I'm like running to the bathroom, getting dressed. Because, you know, well, if you guys don't know, we usually record around 1030, 11. So I'm like hurrying up, and then I grab my phone to text you to be like, hey, man, I'm going to need a little extra time, and it says 9.30. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Saved yeah. by the time it's, change. It's, I love this time change, except when you're at work. When you're at work, you keep looking at the clock, and you're like, what the f-? Yeah. Like, it's always a, a, an hour disadvantage where you're like, I thought I was going to be getting off right now, and it's I still have another hour. This sucks. You know what? If I wish that we would just quit the time change and just stay in this time right here. Yeah. Where you get optimal t- optimal sunshine for the fall, and then in the summer, just leave it. We already get mm-hmm. plenty of sun in the summer. Just leave it. A few states know how to do it. I think Arizona, they don't even fuck around with it. They're just Arizona like, doesn't? Nope, you're right. Yeah. There's a couple others. There's a couple others, but I can't. I don't know who they are. I'm sure we'll probably get a bunch of people writing in, but, but Arizona for sure. They got it right. Mm-hmm. Well, <sighs> we got a good case this week. Um Yes. You know, some people, Twisted they just can't handle the power of the internet. I think the internet almost, it's, it really is almost like you should have to pass a test to be able to use it or be examined. I don't know. Mm. I've said this about uh, having children before, too. Like, everybody should just not be allowed to have children. Some people can't handle it. It's a big right. responsibility. The internet, same thing. Like, this, the person in this case caused so many issues just by having access to the internet and not having anything else to do. Not having anything else to do and not having any other influences either. And not really yeah. being, um, not really having the social skills to interact with people in real life, but mm-hmm. yet taking this lack of social skills and putting them to use on the internet where anybody can write anything and it yep. just becomes a terrifying situation. Mm-hmm. And then it bleeds over into real life and real murders end up happening because of it. This is a this is so fucked up, man. Yeah, I, I knew you would. Case. I knew you would love this case, though. I mean, isn't yeah. it, it? It's insane. It's insane that this can escalate to this level just from one person. Yep. Just from one person, and we'll talk about this a lot more uh, during the case. But yeah, a tangled web. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. On her Facebook page, she posted endless pictures of puppies and hearts. Saying, quote, I'm a very sweet, caring person. I love life, and I love to make others laugh. Janelle Potter You ask her, nobody's hotter She got wit sharper than a prison ship But she's just too pretty to live Janelle Potter You ask her, nobody's hotter She got wit sharper than a prison ship I went through a lot with Billy and Billy but, but I never wished them dead. I never wanted them dead. I didn't murder anyone. She was the youngest dog. 
Mom and Daddy doting on her Nothing she wanted She didn't get Did you hear me? Nothing she wanted She didn't get Met a nice fellow one day She was smitten right away If she couldn't have him, nobody could If she couldn't have him, nobody could Oh, Janelle Potter You ask her, nobody's harder She got wind sharper than a prison ship But she's just too pretty to live Then she did what others do They don't have courage to Face their problems head on That's when she signed on to a Facebook account Then she started running about Before long, the truth was all gone Oh, the nail potter You ask her, nobody's harder She got wind sharper than a prison ship But she's just too pretty to live Janelle Potter You ask her, nobody's harder She got wind sharper than a prison ship Janelle Potter You ask her, nobody's harder She got wind sharper than a prison ship But she's just too pretty to live Just too pretty to live Alright, our case this week is a case of a young woman who was had a lot of issues, was antisocial, no friends, sat around way too much uh, on different social media outlets on the internet, and caused a whole lot of shit, and ended up in uh, some people being killed. And it was and totally think, her responsibility. Yeah, and I think most people um, would argue that she is, mentally, she was just not the age that she was. You know, yeah. whether whether it was because of being sheltered and inexperienced, uh, because of her parents, or if, it was, if she was just born that way. Maybe she was born that way, and her parents knew that, so they kind of protected her. They felt like they needed to protect her more. Or maybe they just compiled on an already-behind child by by keeping her from the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I it's, think the parents are largely to blame here. Yes. In more ways yeah. than one. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Because she's, she's not an idiot. She's not like... No, she was aware of what she was not, doing was wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? 
So the person we're talking about is a girl by the name of Janelle Potter. She was born April 27th, 1981. She shares a birthday with Ulysses S. Grant, Ace Freely, and Sean Evans from, uh, if you guys don't know Sean Evans, uh, if you watch the show Hot Ones or from Now We Feast YouTube oh, yeah. channel. <laughs> Guy's yeah, very cool. Also, Love that show. Is this the first time you've used a YouTuber, Lord? Yes, and you know what? I'll, I'll allow it on this case because okay. it's such a good show. and I love Hot Ones. Yeah, Hot Ones rules. So good. But what does that guy's intestines look like? What is Sean's like? <laughs> they got to be destroyed, right? He's going to pay for this show for sure. He has to. I hope, yeah. I hope he's making good money because he's going to need it for his medical bills later on, man. I bet, I bet he like balances it. You know, like all week he probably eats very, uh, he probably does probiotics and like low acidic <laughs> foods and like, you know, yes. a, lot of, a lot of celery and shit. And then when of, the weekend comes, it's like, all right, saline it's time for flushes. some hot wings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you would have to, man. Surely he's, he's, wise enough to that he looks like a pretty healthy dude so yeah um i'm sure he's wise to that sort of thing i hope so yeah, yeah. and i guess we should say rest in peace sean connery sean connery sean connery just uh, unfortunately died yesterday but he had a hell of a life 90 years old wow. dude was a, a celebrity for like the last 60 or 70 years so a, a voice of generations man yeah for sure what more voice can a person of- do you know it's, exactly. it's hard to feel too bad yeah. well-lived life yep and so Janelle Potter, um, she was the second of two children and grew up outside of Philadelphia. Um, and from a young age, when people described Janelle, they used one word, loner. And even her parents would use that word to describe her. She did graduate from high school um, and can read and write, but she had some learning difficulty. Uh, difficulties. She was born with an auditory deficiency. She was in special education in school, was diabetic, and had anxiety issues. She received a monthly di- disability check from the time she was 18 um, upon turning 18. Hmm. So she, she had some okay. issues uh, early on, and her parents, right. uh, as we mentioned, did not help. And we get some info on that from her older sister. Her older sister, Christine, noted that Janelle had been, quote, a little bit slow in learning and developmental ca- capacity, and that her reasoning and interaction with other people hadn't always, had always been a little odd. Um, she said also that she was coddled by their parents though, and they always took care of any issues she faced. So they didn't allow her to overcome any of her struggles. They just basically fixed everything for her. And I think that definitely made things worse. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So Christine, her sister did not believe that Janelle's disabilities were quote, as bad as everybody else said they were. And she had witnessed Janelle manipulate and deceive others. And therefore she knew what Janelle was capable of. So her sister... Mm -hmm. I think her sister disagreed with the way that her parents were raised. She was the baby, you know, the younger sister um, Janelle was, and her older sister just kind of witnessed the parents create this monster in a sense. I mean, obviously right. she had struggles early on, but but they they certainly, I think, developed her into somebody who was completely dependent on them. And, and I, I have a feeling that they pretty much every time she would do anything, they would defend her, even if she was in the wrong and – like her sister said, that uh, she she witnessed her manipulate other people, and I think that was going a lot on a lot with Janelle, and her parents would always defend her because she had issues and whatnot. Right. They always felt bad for her. But mm-hmm. to, play, to play devil's advocate here, I'm sure a lot of times the older sibling thinks that the younger sibling gets way more privileges. And then you mm-hmm. compile a few disabilities on there, and I could see how it could escalate to get out of hand really quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, a lot of times, parents, I think, subconsciously, I don't even think they mean to, um, I think they coddle that last child because they're a little bit afraid of the empty nest syndrome. 
or afraid that all of their kids will, you know, th- will leave them, you know, yeah. it, because there's going to come a time in your child's life where they're they're making their own way, right? They're not gonna they're not gonna agree with you on everything. It's just not going to happen. So mm-hmm. you, you feel like when that time comes with your older children, I think a lot of parents think, well, what mistakes did I make? Why do I not have a good relationship with them? Why do they not like me? When, when in reality, it's just a generational gap that you guys got to kind of work out. But yeah. but because of that, I think they see it as, well, we can do things differently with this younger one or the second one or whatever, and we can make sure to coddle them, make make sure they're very comfortable where they don't have a reason to leave. And then if she has disabilities, maybe they don't want her to leave in the first place. They don't want her to be her own person. They want her to be dependent on them because that gives their life purpose on and through their later years. So yeah. I feel like they're, like we said earlier, they're just as much to blame about this. Well, are you, your kids are a little, are much older than mine. So I mean, you can speak to this more, but like right, as of right now, the way I feel about it, I'm like, if all goes well, I'll raise them properly and they'll move out at 18 and be successful in whatever they choose to do, get their own place, get a job, whatever. Yep. I don't want them to stick around for, you know, into their thirties. Like that's not, def- that's definitely not part of the plan. And I don't know. I, I just don't understand the whole, I want to keep them here forever thing at all. It, I want it, them to I, flourish. That's what, that's, I'll be happier that way. They'll be happier that way. You know, well, that's, I want them to succeed in life, not be dependent on me. Well, yeah, but I think you feel that way, Lauren, because you have a healthy idea of who you are as a person, and you're still building yourself. You're still... Yeah, that's a good point. You haven't that's given up point. your entire life, which I haven't either. And, right. and that's what I tell my kids, you know, like, sometimes dad needs time to himself. Like, I gotta, I gotta do things that dad wants to do so I don't go completely insane. And, that and is your very mom's, true. And, and if you look at Janelle's parents... Way. If yeah. you look at Janelle's parents, when the time this, this, you know, these crimes occur and when this case takes place... Um, her parents, neither of them were working. They were both um, at home. Her father was on disability as well as she was. Um, right. And I, I feel like they didn't have much else going on, and they needed her to to make them have like a, a reason to get up in the morning almost. I don't know. You got it, man. That's what it feels like to me as well. I mean, I don't think you're, you're speaking too out of turn. We may be wrong. We don't know these people. But yeah. at least it seemed to me that they were largely living for Janelle at this time. Right. So in 2004, when Janelle was 23, she moved with her parents to Mountain City, Tennessee. So as we mentioned, they were living outside of Philadelphia through her whole childhood. And now she's in her early 20s. They moved to Mountain City, Tennessee to take care of Janelle's grandmother, who was getting older and couldn't really take care of herself anymore. And that would be uh, Janelle's mother's mother. Um, Mountain City, Tennessee was in the northeast corner of Tennessee near the border of Virginia and North Carolina. Yes, sir. Right up in the northeast corner, right on the border. Yeah, beautiful mountainous area, but very small, tight-knit towns, though. Yeah, a population of only 2,500 people in Mountain yeah, City. that's right. Very small, tight-knit towns. They have to be, I mean, because there's usually hollers and valleys and stuff that separate you. You don't really have a choice, you know. These towns, they only have so much area where they can really set up in those mountainous areas. So the towns can't really spread out. But they don't really want to, you know. It's a lot of beautiful landscape out there, I guess, at the same time. Right. So following the move to Mountain City, Janelle made excuses as to why she couldn't make friends in her new, in her new community, namely that they didn't like outsiders. Um, her later estranged sister, as we've already mentioned, Christy, argued that it was the parents' fault. She told reporters uh, later on that Barbara and Marvin Potter, that's the two parents, um, uh, Marvin went by Buddy, they would tell Janelle to try and fit in rather than being herself. 
Um, according to Christy, she believes that her parents' res uh, respective careers also played a part in her sister's inability to connect with people. So before moving to Mountain City, her parents did, her father was a Vietnam veteran and her mother was working at Hewlett Packard, uh, the computer company. And how would those careers affect her sister? I don't understand that. Where, where is she getting that from? I know. I don't. I didn't get it. Okay, her mom works for a computer company. Yeah, I can kind of see it with her dad. Maybe he was weary of other people because he had been to war. Who knows what he saw in Vietnam and stuff? But right, her mom working for a computer company. How does that have anything to do with anything? I feel like I feel like that would be helpful. Your your mom's working for a company that's on the cutting edge of technology. I would imagine, and I feel like that would be good. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. That seems. I just don't understand how her sister thought that that played a role. Maybe they moved around a lot. But it didn't seem like that, right? They just moved from no, uh, Philadelphia like to, or right outside Philadelphia to yeah. Tennessee, and that's it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Marvin had fought in Vietnam and was a former Marine, I guess. So he, he definitely saw some shit in Vietnam you'd expect if he was a Marine. They're the guys that, that go in there and get dirty. Was he in the um, CIA, though? Yeah, that's what I, I was about to get to, the fact that he, according to himself, he was a CIA operative after he left the army, I don't, I don't buy it at all. I don't buy that either. Um, he had, he'd he, suffered a back injury, and that's why he left the army. And he'd actually been on disability with this back injury from the time that uh, Janelle's older sister Christy was born. So for, for the last twenty plus years, he'd been. By the time they moved to Mountain City, he'd been unemployed on disability with with this back injury. You know what? You know what? Though this explains why he held on so tightly to those military roots, huh? I mean, yeah. you're talking about a man that wore like his cadet style uh, camo hat every day. Mm -hmm. It had like you know who you know. He, you know who I thought of when I when I heard about this guy was who? if you if you've seen um, the Big Lebowski, the oh, Big Lebowski, yes. John Goodman's character Walter. <laughs> that's Nailed the, it. That's the vibe I get about Marvin in this uh, Janelle's no father. Doubt. You see what happens, Larry? See what happens? <laughs> you see what happens? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, no doubt, man. He was really clinging in. He was really clinging to that that life that he had before. But I mean, if the man was on disability since then, he really didn't have much else to be proud of. So I mean, I kind of, I kind of understand that. You go from somebody who, probably in his eyes, d was doing the ultimate, right? You were, you were fighting for your country. There was no yeah. greater honor to do the things that you were doing. And then, you, and then allegedly, you worked for the CIA. And then now your back hurts. Like and you can't. Do you know, anything? I think I think it's hard for us to understand um, veterans who've been who've seen combat and stuff, and when they come back, how there's how they they just never move on from that part of their life. And but I, I totally understand if you really think about it. Like they've many of them have witnessed friends die and stuff, and like they feel like maybe they shouldn't even be around. That they're lucky to even lucky in a Survivor's sense, but guilt. not so lucky. And they're yeah. just like, I don't give a fuck what any of you normal people think. You you haven't seen the shit I've seen. You haven't lost friends and whatnot. So like. You can say what you want, but I'm going to put my stickers on my car, wear my jacket, wear my hat proudly and all this stuff because I fought for your freedoms. And, and it's like the more I think about it, the more I, I think they just truly don't care what any of us think. You know, they're proud to be a part of that that brotherhood. Hell no. Um, that well, they've experienced things that we haven't experienced. Right. And that brotherhood and that that line of thinking, though, is is very broad across our country, even still today. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They get a lot of support. They get a lot of support for that kind of stuff. Wearing that stuff, they get a lot of random thank yous out. People pay for their breakfast and dinners. Like, there's a lot of other things that, that go on with that, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not saying that that's why 
veterans do that stuff. I'm just saying that's a that's a benefit to it. So it kind of helps them to kind of keep that pride. It, it helps a little bit, and and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. No. You know what I mean? I mean, God, these dudes lost their their friends. They gave up huge portions of their life when they were in their prime. I mean, the least we can do is fucking buy them breakfast once in a while, you know? Absolutely. I mean, so, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Buddy, he's the he was the type of guy that always had the gun on his hip, the you know, the Vietnam hat. Um, he wasn't shy about the fact that he'd served in Vietnam. Um, and like his daughter, Buddy was on disability thanks to a back injury he'd suffered years back. He also had breathing problems, which required the use of an oxygen tank, which he apparently draped with uh, ammunition. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It's like shotgun shells. Yeah, it was like a shotgun shell sash draped yeah. over his oxygen tank. There's, there's pictures of it online. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, my <laughs> grandmother, um, before she died, she was she had the oxygen tank, and she would still be smoking with the oxygen line in her nose and stuff. It was always interesting. Oh. Well, at least she wasn't like sticking the cigarette in her neck like some people. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going straight through the neck hole. Oh, if you get that's to that dedication point, you right really, there, man. That's that's yeah. That, <laughs> that is really, the really, ultimate. Uh, I, Really Go ahead. Uh, buying in on that on the you're smoking <laughs> regardless at that point. Oh yeah, that's the really that's the ultimate I don't give a fuck stage. Yeah. Like right. once you hit that point, if you're still smoking, you're like, I don't give a fuck. I really like these things. Yeah. You know? Ah damn, damn nicotine boy. That's that's it's almost the, as bad as caffeine. That's, that's the advertising line that, that cigarettes should take. It's like I respect the fast food restaurants that do commercials where they're like, We know our shit is unhealthy, but it's fucking delicious and you're gonna come here when you're drunk and high for sure. <laughs> Like That's Jack right. in the Box, they just kind of right. roll with the fact that they're just like the high place, you know? Like, we know it's garbage, but where else are you going to get a taco at 1 a.m.? Huh? Huh? <laughs> right? Yeah, I just feel like cigarette companies should just be like, be like, hey, we know this shit's killing you, but you're going to have a good time while you're doing it if you're that type of person. That's right. Just embrace it. Like, just show show videos of people smoking through their neck hole and with their oxygen tanks and be like, yeah, you're dying, but you're loving it. You know what they should show? It is what it is. They should show the real reason people smoke, and it's to socialize on breaks at work. I mean, yeah. that's that is the best time to be a smoker. Like I used to, and to get extra breaks get extra also breaks. because everybody that smokes gets like ten breaks a day, and it's just acceptable for Seriously, some reason. Seriously, dude, when I worked in a warehouse, I used to work for, <laughs> I used to work for Pepsi in a warehouse, and I was so envious of the people that smoked cigarettes. Because they would just go sit out there. <laughs> like considering yeah. taking up smoking. Would, You're seriously. like, fuck it, I may die sooner, but at least I'll get right. more breaks at work. <laughs> like, I'm just going to get some just to smoke at work. Just like so get out there. It's not even <laughs> inhale, you know, just freaking just hold it in my fingers and sit out there on my forklift like everybody else. You know, right. it's just, it, it sucks when you're you're still rolling around, still working and, you know, they get a smoke break. But it's like that everywhere. Uh, non-smokers yeah. everywhere being left out of the conversation. That's the real reason people smoke. Yeah, man. that's the trade-off. They're going to have a rough ending to their life, but <laughs> yeah. they, you know they get a lot of extra breaks. That's right. So it all balances. You might out. have to work through their breaks, but at least you're going to be able to breathe in your 60s and 70s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We love you, smokers. That's right. Those of you that are still smoking. Hey, 2020, you just don't see that many cigarette smokers anymore. Dude, it's like, yeah, I know. Well, there's a lot more here. When I was a kid, everybody fucking smoked. Like my my whole family included, but like it just seemed like it was everywhere you went. It was. It was Everybody smoked restaurants. cigarettes. I remember going into restaurants and you'd be have to like pick smoking or non-smoking. And the restaurant, the whole restaurant's mm-hmm. smoky. It's not like it matters, you know. Right. I mean, it's fucking cigarette smoke. It travels. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. dude. It, it's a, uh, you know what? Moving from moving from Nevada back here uh, to North Carolina, I noticed a lot more smokers here because of how few people smoked out west. It's yeah. like we all have access to the same information. It's just. 
So people just don't care, man. And a lot of people yeah. in lower income areas, that's that's all they got, right? They can't afford higher. I just feel like back south where you're at, it just seems like I don't know. It's like uh, it takes longer for them to for you, for the people down south to evolve into like they, they're always behind. They are. It's almost like you guys are like five to ten years behind. It's over the there. goddamn pride, southern pride, Lauren. God damn it, yeah, boy. Yeah. It's our heritage. I, I don't want to change. It's our heritage, boy. It's the way things always been. It's the way things ought to be. <laughs> you know, dude, how many times I heard yeah. that, I'd be... Obviously, we're stereotyping. Not everyone south is like no, that. No, of course large, not. Large of course percentage. not. But, yeah. But overall, absolutely. O- overall. <laughs> of course not. But but yes, it but is. But overall, like, yeah, there's big areas. There, there absolutely is. Yeah. It's, it's that way for a reason. It's that way yeah. for a reason. I mean... I mean but it's it's working. It's evolving. Like you said, it just takes it a while to come across the country. You know, the progressive the yeah. most progressive people have always been in the West because they kept searching for land. I mean, even from the very beginning, they kept going on, making their own way. See what I'm saying? Like we're we're true. still stuck in the fucking thirteen original colonies over here. You know, so, right. <laughs> like we're 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 always gonna be behind, I think. Which yeah. there's no excuse for it now though. That's what irritates me the most. You know. It, yeah. We have the same information that everybody else has, but yeah. We'll get there. You know, it's funny because, like, uh, the whole world kind of looks at the U.S. and, like, like we're their entertainment and we're crazy. Yeah. And it kind of just makes sense, though. Like, think about all the people that fled, o- like, that came over here. They were taking big red. All of our ancestors, that are, like, th- those of us that were born in the U.S. and, like, our third generation, fourth generation uh, people of the United States, it's, all, it's like all the ancestors that we came from, they were the risk takers that came over here. They were crazy people. Yeah, yeah they were. It did only make sense that we're a little crazier than the rest That's of the world. That's right. That's right. Like even here in the South, we might be more progressive than other areas of the world. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. just the crazy. Like you said, it's just the more the more forward thinking, the more open minded, the more adventurous people came here. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so let's get back on track yeah. here. So Janelle and her parents they moved to Mountain City. Um, neither of her parents are wor- uh, working. Barbara, as we mentioned, did work for Hewlett Packard when they were outside of Philadelphia, but uh, she left her job when she left uh, the area and they moved to Mountain City and she never got a job once they were there. So it was Janelle and her two parents living in a home in Mountain City and none of them were working. And Janelle during this time was spending far too much time on the internet, which we'll get to, which causes everything that happens in this case. Mm-hmm. So with an inability to make friends in the real world, Janelle did did the next uh, the next to best thing which was social media which was taking off during this time in the early 2000s she spent endless hours on in chat rooms like AOL and whatnot and then MySpace <laughs> yeah. came around and she was all over MySpace writing on people's walls and whatnot I guess and then Facebook <laughs> came around she was selecting her own personal Face- song on MySpace <laughs> dude my MySpace page was fucking adding popping, glitter bro. gifts <laughs> I had uh, I had I want to say it was so cheesy now that i look back but it was like blue flames in the background yes. and then it had uh, it had music playing yeah. when you went there you, i forget what song you remember those like flamed uh button-up shirts that were like popular for yeah. like a hot oh, yeah. minute when we were like in elementary school or middle school going through those eight years you were yeah. wearing like those blue flame shirts with like dragons on them and shit yeah you would you would mm-hmm. get like a ma- you could get like a matching myspace background for your shirt it's great yeah <laughs> Oh man, MySpace it had some cool things that, that like Facebook never, you know, took took from them. I feel like they they definitely MySpace was in a, in a way it was cooler than Facebook ever was. Uh, yeah, I guess like being able to uh, modify it, but it just seemed like a right. whole bunch of extra shit that people really didn't need, and now we realize that. 
But I, but yeah, I do. Yeah, and, and that coupled with dial-up internet back in the day meant that when you went to somebody's page on MySpace, it would take like 10 minutes for it to fucking load oh, up because they had all this shit going on on their page and your internet sucked. Yeah, and it finally <laughs> so loads like, up just for you to see you're not one of their top friends. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have sent Janelle over the oh, edge uh, <laughs> if, if she was not on your top friends list. You're right. You're right, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so eventually Janelle would make friends. She finally made some friends in Mountain Park. Or Mountain City. What is it? What's it called? Mountain Mountain, Mountain, Mountain City, City Park. What the f- okay, uh, she would finally make a, a friend there, and that would connect her to some more people. Um, she made friends with a pharmacy clerk with whom she met when she was going to pick up her prescription for her type one diabetes. Right. Um, and this woman was named Tracy Greenwall. Greenwell. She uh, she had met her a few times, met Janelle, and felt bad for her, um, and decided to invite her out for some outings with her and her friends and her brother and stuff. And on the occasions that Tracy took out Janelle, her brother, Billy Payne, Tracy's brother, would be often be tagging along. They would go, you know, explore the mountains, go jump into ponds and things like that. And Billy Payne would be there. And Billy Payne was, he was, uh, he did well with the ladies. He wasn't, he wasn't necessarily a looker, mm-hmm. but he, I guess he was outgoing and fun to be but around. And a lot of ladies liked to, liked Billy. You also so. have to consider population of 2,500. I mean... If Billy go. is a is a, a California four, he's a Mountain City eight at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Got to put things into perspective here. But no, nah, he seemed yeah. like a good guy, and he seemed like the first guy that ever gave Janelle attention, right? Most likely. Yes, and she, because of that, quickly develops a crush, mm-hmm. and some would even say an obsession for Billy. Right. Um, Billy was seven years older than Janelle and had grown up in Mountain City. He worked in the local factory and he had a long time pill addiction and alcohol alcohol addiction as well that he was trying to kick mm-hmm. um then i think that explains the way he looked he looked like a guy that was a little spun out like yeah yeah it's uh, a, it looked like he was maybe um, he kind of looked like a pill popper if you looked at pictures of him yeah it's a tough living out there man people work hard out there yeah. in east tennessee and western carolinas bro it's it's tough it's there's only hard work out there you know what i'm saying there's no there's no desk yeah. jobs not many opportunities to own a business, you, you're fucking, you're working hard, and a lot of those. People, Not many tech companies out there in uh, Tennessee. No sir, no. So then, in 2009, a woman named Billie Jean Hayworth started working at the factory with Billy Payne. Billy Jean and Billy Payne fell in love. Um, she was pretty. He was definitely. Uh, oh yeah, she was out of his league. Uh, I think she was a bit out of his league, looks yeah, wise. No doubt. I, I definitely see why um, Janelle was was uh, a little bit jealous of her. Yeah. A little, a little bit. bit. Huh? <laughs> it's an understatement of the year. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, right? That's what I always yeah. do. So, <laughs> so when he met Billy Jean, Billy Payne gave up his pill and alcohol addiction, and finally, in 2010, Billy Jean became pregnant. She gave birth to a son named Tyler in July of 2011. Meanwhile, Janelle had been dating an older man named Jamie Curd, who, with whom Tracy had set up for uh, set up for her. So Tracy's Tracy basically connected Janelle to her second cousin. Uh-huh. Uh, who was a much older man. It was almost creepy. Like, he looked like he was, like, going on 50. Yeah. This Jamie Curd character. Yeah, it was it was strange. And then, like, her her explanation for that, she was like, well, I don't know. Janelle didn't have nobody, and Jamie didn't have nobody. Yeah. I'm like, well, what does that mean? You just, forget, you just put people together like, oh, you have a penis, you have a vagina, and you don't have anything to go with. <laughs> how about we put you two right. together? Like, that's that's basically how it came across to me. 
I mean, other, other yeah. than that. I mean, Janelle wasn't, it's not like she was underage or anything. She no, was in no, her no, 20s. No. But this guy was, I mean, it looked like it could have been, he looked like he could have been her uncle. Like he looked old enough to be. Her dad's brother. Her dad's for brother, sure. for yeah. sure. Um, Janelle and Jamie kept their relationship a secret from her parents. Naturally. Um, <laughs> and while things seemed to be doing well for the sheltered Janelle, she was still unhappy. And this is where the drama begins that leads to Moida. Uh-oh. Um, she still had an obsession for Billy Payne. There was no denying that, and we'll we'll get into how this thing progresses. So she was upset, Janelle, and was really crying to her parents about how people had been writing mean things about her on the Internet. Someone had been posting anonymous threats against her on Facebook. When Janelle bought, uh, brought the post to her mother's attention, they worried together. Then Barbara, her mother, went on Facebook herself and asked the person to stop. Now, these were like anonymous do it. comments and whatnot. They were mean, calling her a pig and all these different things. Right. They were just seemingly out of nowhere. Like, nothing brought it on. Yeah, it's very, very and juvenile didn't, stuff, didn't too. didn't know that many people, too, so it's kind of bizarre. Very juvenile stuff, too. You know, only stuff yes. that someone like a child would get upset with. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I've tried to, I've, I've told my kids, I've talked to my kids about this, too. Like, when you get threats, when somebody calls you dumb or stupid, I'm like, that's, don't even take offense to that. Like, that's just. They're not even putting any thought in, in consider. Now, if somebody cuts deep and they're like, "Oh, your mom is a drug using whore," like f- bitch, like and sh- and maybe she had had a, pa- a history of that. Like that's different. I understand how that kind of shit gets to people. Like that's just fucked up. Like when you're when you're right. talking about something that has truth behind it. But when somebody's just calling some bullshit names, "Oh, you whore," "Oh, you," just cut off the fucking computer. But this just goes to we know show. It. We know it with this podcast, with the reviews we get, some of them are just so stupid. It's like you didn't even listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You listen to like 10 exactly. seconds. You didn't even give us a real Yeah, chance. that doesn't bother me at As all. As opposed to someone who was like, I've been listening for years and I, I loved you and then this or this. And they, they just like really where you're like, uh, it makes you think you're like, oh, maybe they're right Yeah, on that kind of hurts a little bit, right? Because it's got yeah. a little bit more little bit more personal attack. It's a little bit more of an attack yeah. on, on your personal being. Character. Yeah, your character, right. But Janelle... Yeah. It, this is just goes to show her frame of mind, you know, mm-hmm. that something like this could could have her torn up that much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as we mentioned, her mother gets upset. She writes back and they threatened to go to the police, but they had nothing to go on because these were anonymous. Barbara wondered who would do something so vile. Janelle had a suggestion as to who this could be. She said she believed it was Billie Jean Hayworth, oh, really? the woman who was dating Tracy's brother Bill, whom she had an infatuation for. Right? You mean the new mother? Um, I'm sure she has so much time with her newborn to be yeah, bugging you yeah, on Facebook. To worry about Janelle, who never leaves the exactly. house. Exactly. Jesus. Um, according to Janelle, the other woman was jealous of her looks yep. and <laughs> even said that she was, quote, too pretty to live. Can't deal with her. Got to get her out of here. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Google pictures of Janelle even- Potter right quick while you guys are uh, listening. <clears throat> yeah. We'll just she was a big, uh, a big uh, woman, Janelle. You know, she's six foot tall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could tell that by the pictures. Holy well, her daddy, her daddy was a big boy. Yeah, yeah. Old buddy, he was a big fella. Yeah. Yeah. So Billy Jean was allegedly concerned that Bill would leave her and their infant son for Janelle. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jamie found out about it, he took his girlfriend's side. His cousins were aghast that he wouldn't listen to them. So Jamie, being Janelle's older boyfriend who looked like her uncle, right. who was the second cousin, so she, he was related to the people that you know supposedly were talking bad about so Janelle, he took, and he took Janelle's right, side. Right. So no surprise there. Right. They fully believed that Billy Hayworth was innocent, and someone else must be bullying Janelle. 
uh, Billie Jean Hayworth was uh, was innocent, and someone else must be bullying Janelle. Right. Meanwhile, this whole time, unbeknownst to Janelle's parents, someone began posting negative comments about Billie Jean um, and Billy Payne uh, and their friends as well on Facebook on the Mountain City page. So, like for everyone in Mountain City, all twenty five hundred people, whoever, however many of them were on Facebook, maybe half of that or something. Yeah. Uh, on the Mountain City page. Uh, someone had been writing really nasty stuff about Billy Payne and and his uh, fiance right. Billy Jean. Now that uh, shit can someone get pretty named toxic. Matt Potter. They were there was actually. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that stuff can get pretty toxic in a small town. Oh, uh, for sure. dude. When like in that uh, when I lived out uh, in that small town in southern Nevada, I joined the page there just to kind of get used to the community and stuff. You know, they have like a yard sale page, but I had to leave it, bro, because nine times out of ten, it was just people starting shit with other people. Like, oh, I saw his dogs running out here. I'm tired of that shit. Or, you know, I see his truck parked over there every day. If I see it again, I'm going to go whoop his ass. You know, just like all yeah. this. I'm like, it's toxic, man. Is any of this stuff even real? Yeah. It's like, how many people are just reading this shit and taking it as gospel? And taking it as right. these people really are shitty people, and it's just opinions. But when you have a yep. town of less than two thousand people, or, or in this case, you know, around two thousand people, that shit can really spread like wildfire. And those opinions mm-hmm. can really fuck someone's reputation up. Yep. Yeah, and so there were names behind these comments towards Billy Jean and Billy Payne on the Facebook page for Mountain Park or for Mountain City. Um, someone named Matt Potter, which coincidentally shares the same last na- last name with Janelle, right? Um, wrote the initial post on the Facebook about Billie Jean and her two friends, calling them "quote no good whores" and accusing the women of selling drugs. Wow! Then this Matt Potter person uh, made numerous threats of violence against the women. An unidentified person posting as Kelly responded in support of Matt Potter's accusations and threats, adding that one of Billie Jean's friends had HIV and offering support to Janelle. Matt Potter then posted again, demanding that they stop harassing Janelle and issuing threats of violence and retaliation. The postings regarding Billie Jean and her friends continued as follows. Someone named Dan White on AOL said, wow, Matt and Kelly, I knew, I knew she was bad, and, but I had no clue she was off on the deep end. She is crazy, that sounds for sure. Sounds like all of them are. I know Billie Jean and that bitch has lived with with more guys and has sex with 80% of Mountain City. She has been, there's a lot of uh, misspellings right. in here if you're wondering why I'm, I mean, normally I, sput- I stutter through shit anyway, but it's only it's even worse because the, the grammar is terrible. Yeah, and no punctuation either. No punctuation, spelling's horrible, grammar's horrible. She has been all over and she ha- she does have HIV. This is all around town. I agree with you both. And this girl, Janelle, I do know as in passing, but she is a good girl and was brought up right. You can tell everything is your is your welcome and hello and thank you, and she is just a sweet girl. I will be praying for Janelle. <laughs> if you can't tell what the fuck's going on yet, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's so fucking obvious. It should be obvious to everyone but, that what's going but on. But, guys, here. really take note in the way that this is written, though. Really take note that yeah. this is going to come up later over and over again. Yeah. Somehow everybody that's doing all this writing online on both sides has terrible grammar oh, really? writing. It seems to write ju- in a very juvenile uh, manner. Man, that is just absurd. Let's yeah. read on. So then Matt Potter on AOL says, Janelle is a sweet person and people try to get her, but she has a lot of us behind her if she behind her if she knows it or not. But her dad is big time and he will deal with the rest of this shit. They're fucking whores. They're they T H E R E. They're fucking whores, and that's all this town is. 
and drugs. I know for sure Billie Jean and her friend did drugs together. I know too much. Too, too is T-O. Too much. Right. Laugh out loud. I love that Janelle is not like them. She stayed sweet. They are dumb asshole motherfuckers. Get what's coming their way, and they don't know who I am. Wow. This Matt Potter character is really ingrained in this, and he hasn't, like, apparently not even in this friend. Like, he's just kind of a, an acquaintance of these people. And man, he's so, like... You know what? passionate about yeah. it. It's bizarre. Maybe he should really express his feelings to Janelle. They could be a great couple. Yeah. Right? I think he, right. he's, he's really in love with Janelle. I mean... Yeah. She, Seems like Yeah, it, right? this is a missed opportunity. She's such a sweet girl, and apparently. She won't even have to change her name. You know, she can just stay Janelle Potter. That saves a little bit on the on the fees for yeah, exactly. name change. Man, this is this yep. is ideal situation right here. Mm-hmm. So then on Friday, April 22nd, 2010, Matt Potter on AOL said, fucking Billie Jean is getting so fat with that baby. She looks like a chipmunk that's eating too many nuts. Laugh that's out loud. I hope she loses that baby in time. I don't need a mother like her and Billy. He's no father by the way he acts and that's talks. That's fucked up. Dude, it's unbelievable. That's that. See, like that kind of shit right there, that's too far, man. Seriously, talking about her looks and then about their baby as well. That baby was adorable. Right. Holy shit. When I saw that little kid, I was like, oh my God. If this kid dies, I'm done yeah. with this case. Right. Carry on, though. Spoiler, the baby does not die. Thank oh. God. <laughs> I was just going to leave it open-ended. <laughs> so if you were going to leave this episode, you might have just like scared people off <laughs> oh, by even like, alluding to the fact that that's that could true. happen. But so he we didn't. have to just state it. The baby is that fine. gorgeous little baby. He's fine. Don't worry about him. Yes. Yes. So Billy Payne had enough of this, all of this writing about him and his and his fiance and his new baby. He printed out copies of these negative posts and placed them in a binder. He showed his sister Tracy some of the material he'd collected, prompting her to post the following message to Janelle on Facebook in late November 2010, believing that, you know, that the, they believed that Janelle had something to do with this, whether this was she was putting people on to put these comments up or whether she was doing this herself, right. creating these aliases online, which is obviously what's going right. on. Um Quote, your friend Matt needs to leave Billie Jean and her friends off the Topics website. You lost my brother as a friend, and I'm not happy with you either. Janelle responded to Tracy's message by denying that she had posted negative comments about the uh, about the Billie Jean and Billy. Um, Janelle claimed that she did not know who Matt Potter was, that she had done nothing wrong, and that, that there had been a lot of trash talking about her in the town from both of them. So this is just he said, she said, mm-hmm. uh, adolescent high school bullshit, um, and we know that Billy, Billy Payne and Billy Jean had nothing to do with this. They were just living their lives. And this is just a psych- psychopath woman with way too much time on her hands who's sitting around on the computer all day just causing this Not drama. only did they not have anything to do with this, their lives seemed to be prospering. They seemed to be... Yeah, they were doing yeah, well. Yeah, Billy had got off drugs. Uh, you know, like I said, they just had a son. They, they seemed like things were going well. They started their little family. Um, they both had good yep. jobs. I, I don't know. It just yeah. So they weren't affected by this at yep. all, or so they thought. Yeah. So the messaging and posting would not stop. Janelle and her many fake identities would continue to accuse Billie Jean and her friends of harassment and vandalism and threats. Ultimately, Lindsay Thomas was, which was one of uh, Billie Jean's friends, who with whom all this stuff had been being said about online and whatnot. She grew tired of Janelle's Facebook postings and phone calls. She filed a phone, uh, filed a phone harassment charge against her in the Johnson County general sessions court. And while Mrs. Thomas phone, her Mrs. Thomas's phone harassment charge against Janelle was pending. Billy Jean was pumping gas at a convenience store 
when she was confronted by Barbara and Janelle. So she's sitting there getting gas, Billie Jean, and Barbara and Janelle pull up, block her car in the gas station parking lot and uh, begin screaming at her and telling her that she did not deserve to be a mother and that she should not have been given a child. Bystanders, this is actually, I think, good for Billie Jean at the time because she's like, see, like in this town where everybody's been talking about her on online and everything and maybe people wonder, is, is Billie Jean, you know, a drug addict? Is she a bad mother? All this right. stuff. You get to see it right here. What a crazy family she's been dealing with. Right. They just outed themselves. Um, bystanders saw that Billie Jean was crying and visibly shaken and offered to call the police. However, Barbara and Janelle sped off out of the parking lot and went up the road towards Mountain City. Billie Jean later testified against Janelle when Mrs. Thomas's phone harassment charge was tried against uh, Janelle and her mother in General Sessions Court on November 30th, 2011. However, the General Sessions judge dismissed the case, Jeez. unfortunately. Well, he, I mean, on paper right now, you know, not, yeah, just not knowing like what happened, this looks bullshit, like a bunch right? of bullshit. It's like, grow up, people. I don't got time for this shit. Yes. We got real crimes going on. Yeah. So uh, you I can't really it. blame the judge here. Like, this is this sounds like some he said, she said bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but you have to wonder how the judge felt after what later happens. Oh, if he, of course. like, regretted, like, fuck, I wish I could have done something. you couldn't have known, man. You couldn't have known. Yeah, and also what could have been, I mean, what, what, let's say he imposes the, the most that he could have done at the time, do, enact a restraining order or something along those lines. Do you think it would have stopped Janelle? It would, absolutely would not no. have. If anything, she might have gotten more intense. That's right. That's right. The only thing you could have done is like move away from this crazy person. Like, there's nothing like she she had nothing but time on her hands to sit around and do this. And also, if a judge filed, you know, approved restraining orders for every Facebook conflict, Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, nobody would be yeah. able to go anywhere. It'd be worse than COVID. Everybody, right? <laughs> I mean, shit. Everybody would be restrained. Yeah. It's just it's the yep. shit that goes on on Facebook, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so the situation became more intense when rocks bearing the name of Billy Payne and Billy Jean Hayworth on them were found in the Potter's front yard. Oh, no. This shit is so stupid. Oh, no. It's so stupid. When you see the pictures, <laughs> there's these like river rocks, <laughs> these like perfectly round river rocks with in really neat printed handwriting, the full name Billy yeah. Jean Hayworth <laughs> and Billy Payne written on the rocks. So if you're going to throw rocks at someone's house, are you going to write your full goddamn <laughs> you're gonna name write your on the rocks? Like, what the hey, fuck? Make, it's so stupid. And when you do write your name on them, make sure it's perfectly legible. With yes. a nice fat yes. point sharpie, so it just looks yes. great, you know. Very arts and crafty, yes. almost. It's almost like something you would do together as like a couple. <laughs> like, yeah, let's write our names on rocks and put them in the yard together. <laughs> right. It's it's it really does speak to what you said earlier about where her where she was at mentally. That she was much younger yes. in her mind than she actually was physically. That's right. Because man, this is just so clearly the work of Janelle. Like. If like like we said, you're just not going to throw rocks at somebody's house and write your damn right. name on the rock. It's idiotic. And why are you going to pick such beautiful rocks to throw? I would just grab any fucking rock. I'm just going to throw it through your window. Yes, exactly. I'm not gonna, exactly. I'm not grab these perfectly <laughs> smooth river rocks. Like, it doesn't make any sense, man. It's so absurd. <laughs> it's so absurd. It made me laugh so hard when I saw the picture. You know. I was just like, are you fucking kidding A me? lot of things in this case made me laugh later. I mean, I know it's super sad. Yeah, but it obviously turns out tragic. Right. It turns out I'm absolutely not laughing tragic, anything but there's in that just regard. so much stupid shit in it. But yeah, it's just the, the fact that she thought that she was going to get away with some of these things just blows me yes. away. Yeah. So Barbara, Janelle's mother, called the police and asked them to come investigate. She told them that there were real threats against her and her daughter, and they were scared. This was the final straw. Everyone unfriended one another. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. No, they did not just click the unfriend button. 
that bitch. Unfriended. This is when shit got real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this should have been the end of the situation, but of course it wasn't. This is where it really takes a turn and why we're why we are covering this case because obviously we don't just cover cases where people argue with each right. other on the internet. Although that would be fun. Maybe maybe a side show yes, one day. That should be another show that we right? do. Dude. Where it's like, okay, no, and then and then that was the end. They unfriended each other and <laughs> they, they moved it. on with their lives. That, That'd be there nice. There you go. There's a lesson for you guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, in this case, we have a shocking discovery which takes place. Which I promise we will get to right after these sponsors. What's up, creepers? Let me tell you about our newest sponsor, Simply Safe. Here's the thing about home security companies. Most trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. So while there are a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer. Simply safe. You know, as a True Crime Guys listener, the world is scary out there. There's bad people, and there's one place you should feel safe, and that's at home in your sanctuary. That's why Simply Safe's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No technician required. And there's no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, and no fine print. All of this starts at $15 a month. Only $15 a month to keep yourself safe and your family safe in your home. I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. U.S. News and World Report named it, quote, best overall home security of 2020. And the best part is, if you head to simplysafe.com slash creeper, you get a free HD camera to get you started. That's simplysafe.com slash creeper, C-R-E-E-P-E-R. Make sure that they know that we sent you. This week's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? Personally, I have battles with depression that leave me uninspired or unmotivated to create, which is the one thing I feel like I'm on this earth to do. But luckily, we're not alone. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, and you can start right here in the next 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, if you desire, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change the counselors if you need to or want to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, but financial aid is available for those who need it. BetterHelp is available all over the world. There's a broad range of expertise available, which you may not be able to find in your area. BetterHelp only uses licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and of course, anything you share is always confidential. What are you waiting for? BetterHelp is convenient, professional, affordable. Just check out the testimonials posted on their site every day on BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is not a crisis line, and so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a True Crime Guys listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com creeper. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. 
H-E-L-P dot com slash creeper. Tragically, Billy Payne and Billie Jean Hayworth were found murdered on January 31st, 2012. Both had been shot in their faces. Billy's throat had been sliced open. Billie Jean had been holding their infant son when she died. And thankfully, the child was physically unharmed. However, and, and hopefully the child was young enough that these memories will not stick right. because, the ch- you know, it was still just a baby. But the fact that this baby was killed, or I mean, the baby was the baby's mother was shot in the head while she was holding this baby is just absolutely horrific. You know what's, you know what else is really weird about this story? Um, and it's, it's not really funny, um, but parents were killed and a baby survived an attack by the Potters. It's like the opposite of Harry Potter. It's like, you know, Harry Potter's parents were killed, oh, yeah. but he survived. It's yeah. like, maybe this kid is going to grow up and do something great, man. I hope he does. Hopefully. I hope he does. Hopefully, yeah. I hope he does. I'm sorry. I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter. My daughter is like obsessed. My oldest daughter just, she like read all the books. And so I've been forced to. I'm looking forward to my kids being into yeah. it because I, I, I have no problem with watching exactly. it. Again. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just about <laughs> well, to say it's timeless stuff now. I mean, it's such a great series. It, it really is. I have, I have no qualms about revisiting it, but it just, it's fresh in my mind right now. That's what just made me think about it. But, you know what's funny about that series is how it, it, it grows with you in a sense like the first ones are just like kids movies when you watch them as an adult you're like this is just a kids movie but then by the end you're like man it's it's you can see that this series was designed for kids to start watching it at the first one and then by the time it's done they're adults and like they actually the the last ones are pretty dark they are more for adults than they are for kids really intense they're yeah they're exciting even even now rewatching like you said especially those last ones in harry's later years and those Later years at Hogwarts, man, they are fantastic. It was in, the series was intended for you to grow up with the characters. In yes, it, to grow up with Harry. Yes, and Ron. And know, and we got to, to like them. our generation got to, right? Yeah. But they but yeah. they don't care. But like like I said, it, it doesn't matter what age you find it. Like my daughter's thirteen now, and over the last year, well, actually since since uh, COVID, she actually really got into mm-hmm. it heavy. She had watched some of the movies, but she read all the books um, since April. So was she Hermione for Halloween this year? No, she likes Luna. Luna Lovegood. Okay. Yeah, she's Luna okay. is like her favorite character. Luna's awesome. She is awesome. I, I have to admit. The more I watch it, I'm like, holy shit, that girl is so fucking wise. She's like a she's right. like some kind of like all knowing spirit or something. Something weird about her. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, it's it's grown up with her as well. She it just it has that way of making you want to transport into that world. And I think that's what's so amazing by it. Star Wars can do the same thing. Lord of the Rings, they can do the same thing. But Harry Potter, just it, it reaches kids at a young age when you still have that imagination because, like you said, it, it feels like you can grow up with it. You know? So I think it draws you in a little yeah, bit more. It's everything. It's the it's the it's the soundtrack, the music yeah. to it. It's the the cinematography, like those I mean, those big sweeping shots of Hogwarts. I mean, think about the you know, and it just makes you feel like you're exact, there. Remember the first time Harry went to Diagon Alley with Hagrid to buy all his stuff for school? How bad oh, yeah, did you want to be a, a wizard? How bad, bro? Right. I wanted to be a wizard so fucking bad. When he's trying out the different ones. Oh. I wanted to be a wizard so bad. I was like, man, I want an owl. Olivandas. I want an owl and a and a bank vault full of gold <laughs> and a fucking and a Nimbus two thousand. Like I, I want to. I want right. all of these things. <laughs> yep. Absolutely, amazing world. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So it's pretty. Back amazing. to this not so great time in our back world. Back to murder. Sorry if that was a hell of a a weird uh, detour we right. took there. <laughs> 
It's on par. All you have to do is have the last name Potter, and we're going to go on a Harry of Potter course. Uh, tirade. I mean, how could we not? Jeez, go the whole episode without <laughs> mentioning Harry? Come on. <clears throat> yeah, so as we mentioned, tragically, Billy, Billy Payne and Billie Jean Hayworth had been murdered. Their, th- thankfully, their child was unharmed um, physically. Barbara, Marvin, and Janelle Potter were obviously at the top of the suspect list. Police figured since the family had feuded with the couple, it would be wise to talk to them first. They immediately picked up on the fact that Janelle was trying to hide her relationship with Jamie Curd from her parents. That put Jamie on the radar. They brought him in for questioning, hoping that something would be said to give them a break in the case. And they got lucky on on that front. Um, As they were talking with him, he asked if the CIA was there. Very strange question to yes, ask it is. when you're just dealing with local law enforcement involving, you know, a small town murder type of situation. Right. Why would the CIA be involved They're in like, this? Um, no. It struck them as odd, <laughs> as it should. Right. And when Jamie was pressed about why he would ask that, he dropped a bombshell. He said that he'd been texting with a man named Chris, who was a CIA operative, who had told Jamie that it was his job to protect Janelle at all costs, that Janelle was in severe danger because of the... You know, the couple down the road, the the Billies. Um, the police kept pushing Jamie for more information. Finally, after six hours, he broke down and told them that Marvin had killed Billy and Billie Jean. Marvin being Janelle's father, obviously, right. uh, or who went by Buddy. Right. They had Jamie call and get his girlfriend's father, Buddy, the murder suspect, and now number one suspect here who supposedly did these crimes, to confess to, confess to the crimes on tape unknowingly. So basically he had Jamie call him on a wiretap and basically discuss the fact that they had, you know, Buddy had killed them. Mm-hmm. And that, that worked out because Jamie was with him when they did these killings. Right. So shortly after they had their confession on tape, police conducted a raid and arrested Buddy. A defiant Marvin slash Buddy would not confess to the police. All he said to them was that his wife and daughter had been threatened. His own life had been threatened. Um, and it wasn't until he called Barbara that he once again, uh, that he uh, finally said that he did it. Barbara Potter did not believe her husband. She was also angry with how the cops took him in for, in her view, they were trying to kill him because he didn't have any of his medications or his oxygen with him, which she said was essential for his survival. Mm -hmm. Her accusations did little to slow the investigation. Investigators took 51 items from the Potter house, including the family computer. They also found shredded documents in Marvin's truck. An agent pieced them back together. The mysterious CIA operative uh, by the name of Chris that... (laughs) Uh, that uh, Marvin, not Marvin, um, that Jamie had been talking about, um, kept appearing in the messages in these, you know, ripped up papers that they found. In multiple messages, he warned Barbara about the threat against Janelle. Action needed to be taken, he warned. And it was the text messages between Chris and Janelle, uh, though, that caught the attention of investigators. Everything about the messages suggested that he had something, she had something to do with the murders. Mm. So she'd really made this happen yes, and i almost did. feel bad for her dad in a sense buddy i mean what he did was heinous he went in and cold-blooded murdered you know some people but at the same time he was a guy that probably had a lot of scar tissue from his what um, he'd done in, in scene in vietnam yeah and now he feels like this is an attack on his home in his homeland where people are coming after his daughter yeah I get it. I get it in a sense if he truly believed that all all that janelle was cooking up if he believed all of it that he was a little gone himself. You know, he, he believed he worked worked with the CIA, which I don't believe. Right. And now his daughter's playing on that. And she's saying that this CIA, CIA, CIA operative is telling her that and telling uh, Buddy that, you know, his daughter is in danger, right. le- legitimately in danger. Well, you guys heard the way that those 
those earlier Facebook posts were written, these these CIA messages from Chris were written the same way with terrible language. No, yeah. like nobody that works yeah. for the CIA is that stupid. Okay, and nobody right. that worked for the CIA would believe that that's from the CIA. See, right. so when that happened right there, and Buddy believed these messages coming from this quote unquote CIA agent. I knew that he wasn't in the CIA. I'm like, come on, buddy. Like, really? The CIA reaches out like this through a through a text, yeah. through an email. And guys, those those uh, emails they're available on YouTube. There's certain videos and stuff where they read through them, and there's transcripts you can find. And they're just it's like, who would believe this? That some yeah, it, it, it sounds but, it sounds just like the uh, all of the comments that have been made online exactly. to our terrible grammar and spelling and all. But that. like what you were saying, it did, it wouldn't take much to push, buddy over that edge and to push him back right. to ki- I mean the man walked around with a gun on his hip all the time. If you walk around with a gun on your hip in your own yard just constantly and there's no reason like if you live out in the middle of you know the woods a Yellowstone or some shit like that's different. But if you just live in a nice little quiet neighborhood and you constantly feel like you have a gun on your hip, you're looking to use that damn thing for something. Yeah. For something. I mean this man had over 60 guns in his house. It reminds me a bit of the 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 neighbor episode we did not long ago where once the once the husband started having the gun on him, it was like very quick before he used it. You know what I mean? It's almost like when you have yes. it, if someone pushes you, it's it's in your mind. It's there. You know it's there. Right. And it's that I, I feel you're much more likely to use it if you have it on you. That's for damn sure. That, <laughs> that's right. And in just every situation, you don't need to have a fucking Glock on your hip, man. It's just I just I just don't understand it. It just didn't take much. It just didn't take much to push him. I don't think. I really don't. Yeah. So um, they, the police were able to determine that every email from Chris to the Potters and Jamie Curd had been sent from the same IP address, the one belonging to the Potters' house, I'm guessing in Janelle's room, because she had orchestrated this whole fucking oh, thing. Yeah. She was the puppet master playing on everybody with all these different a- online aliases. You know, this, what was it, Chris Potter or whatever the guy that was supposedly making all these Matt comments Potter. about Billie Jean. Matt yeah. Potter, yeah, that was that was Billy, or that was uh, Janelle. Everything was Janelle. She was Chris, the CIA agent. She was playing against her father, using him and his borderline. Um, uh, he, I think he was paranoia yeah. almost. Yeah, and um, also playing on that. And also, you're playing on the fact that you have a, you have a disabled man, right, whose family is now in danger. This man can't fight. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing that a disabled older gentleman is going to do if his life isn't threatened. He's going to use He's his gun. He's going to use his fucking gun, man. I mean, what is yeah. he going to do? Going to go over there and get your ass whooped by a bunch a younger couple? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. No. So this is how the murders went down. We now know this. Um, the police were able to, you know, get the confession mm-hmm. from Jamie Curd, and they were able to piece together all the evidence. And uh, this is this is what happened on on the night that the murders happened, well, the morning that the murders happened. So on the evening of January thirtieth, twenty twelve, Barbara Janelle's mother called Jamie Curd and invited her to the Potter's residence to work on the computer. This was a pretty common occurrence. Jamie Curd, Janelle's boyfriend, the older guy who looked like her uncle, he was good with computers. Um, I think that's what he did as a profession. And so they, whenever they had computer issues, he would come over. And a lot of times that was an excuse that Janelle would make to have him come over so they could hook up or whatever. Right. Is I think Janelle would tell her parents, oh, my computer's broken. We need Jamie to come over. Uh-huh. And that was part of their relationship. You know and so while at the pot... I'm sorry. Ahead. I just wanted to intervene right quick. And I'm just surprised at how ignorant... Barbara was Janelle's mom to all this computer shit. Yeah. She worked for Hewlett Packard. It's like, <laughs> how are you so ignorant to all this computer stuff? It's like they just 
I know, right? Couldn't she fix their little minor issues with the computers? Right. Maybe she didn't really work on computers. Maybe she just worked for them. Maybe she worked the phones or something along those lines. That's true. That's true. But I still feel like you would be around computers enough. I mean, it's even, a little bit savvy, even right? Even if you're a receptionist, you're still you're still dealing with computers in 2012 or even in 2005, right, right. you know, when they first moved. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. <clears throat> they probably just believed Janelle. You know what I mean? And they... They probably just completely trusted her, like most parents do. They, most parents completely trust yeah. their kids. Yeah. Oh, too much. Yeah, too much. Yeah. So while at the Potter uh, residence, Buddy came into the computer room and asked if Jamie would do him a favor. Buddy asked Jamie to, quote, take him down next to Billy Payne's house, let him out, and go down the road and come back and pick him up. This favor would be carried out in the morning. Um, the next morning, Jamie received, well, actually, Jamie received a text message that night from Janelle's cell phone that read, quote, I would not take your cell phone with you in the morning, love. So she's trying to avoid the tracing of his phone. Clearly, if Jamie has any sense, he's he's got to know that something, something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the early morning hours of January 31st, 2012, Janelle sent Jamie a text message that read, quote, Daddy's leaving. Buddy arrived at Jamie's residence while it was still dark outside. He got into Buddy's vehicle, and Buddy drove to the parking lot of a church near the victim, uh, well, near the soon-to-be victim's residence, Billy Jean and Billy Payne. Right. When they pulled in, Jamie asked Buddy how far he was to drive, and uh, but Buddy said that Jamie may not have to go. Jamie and Buddy sat in the church parking lot and waited for Pa Bill to leave the residence. I'm guessing that's either Billy Jean's father or Billy Payne's father. I'm not sure whose home they were living at at the right. time. Um, after Pa left for work, Jamie and Buddy walked across a field towards the victim's residence, so they're both going together. Mm-hmm. The two men walked around the shed and entered the victim's residence through the back sliding glass door. Jamie stood at the door while Buddy went down the hallway and entered the first bedroom. He heard Billy Payne say, quote, what the hell? And Billy Jean ran out of the bedroom and further down the hallway with the baby. Jamie then heard a gunshot. Moments later, Buddy came out of the bedroom and looked at Jamie. Jamie pointed down the hallway in the direction of Billy Jean, and Buddy proceeded down the hall. Jamie looked inside the first bedroom and saw Billy Payne lying on the bed. When Jamie heard another gunshot, he ran out of the residence and back across the field to Buddy's vehicle. He gave the gun back to Buddy when Buddy returned to the vehicle, and after the murders, Buddy dropped off Jamie at the end of the driveway. Jamie got out of the vehicle, walked across the road, and got sick, quote-unquote. So Jamie completely was you know, complicit in this and part of it. He was at the crime scene. He pointed the direction of Billie Jean out to Buddy. Yeah. Basically having her killed, uh, helping, playing a role in it. So he's going down as well, obviously. <clears throat> and uh, pretty sick, man. Pretty sick that he could do it's that. Terrifying. Shoot a mother while she was holding her baby in her arms. Shoot her right in the face. Yeah, dude. And horrible. It's fucking terrifying that this could happen to somebody... I mean, this mm-hmm. is like... And it all came about because uh, Janelle, because she was jealous of Billie Jean. That's all it comes down to. She wanted Billy Payne to herself. And when he met Billie Jean and they fell in love, she it was her life's mission to ruin that however she could. And she, I guess, accomplished it in a sense. Mm. I mean, you think about that. Like, you think about she just had that hatred that like a middle school girl would have. Yeah, towards mm-hmm. towards a girl who took a boyfriend or was with a boy that she liked, but she had an adult body and the means to do something about it, and that that mm-hmm. is terrifying. All the time in the world to sit around while Billie Jean and Billy Payne were living their lives, being parents, working. Yeah, she was scheming on the computer, writing things about Just, them, and making all this happen. 
just it's horrible. She deserves to rot in prison forever for what she did. Absolutely. Because she without her, none of this happens. Absolutely. Just sitting there bored with nothing to do, man. Just fucking making shit up. Yeah. That yeah. is terrifying. Yeah, so because of her, she's in prison. Um, Billie Jean and Billy Payne are dead. Her father isn't going to be in prison until he dies. Her then-boyfriend, Jamie Curd, will be in prison until the day he dies. And her mother will probably be in prison until the day she dies. They all went down for this. Yep. So eventually, Marvin and Jamie were tried for the murders. Jamie took a plea deal and is currently serving a 25-year sentence. He has since apologized for his role in the murders. Marvin went to trial and was convicted on two counts of first-degree murder. He was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences, and Janelle and her mother Barbara were both convicted of masterminding the conspiracy. For their roles in the murders, they received life in prison as well. So everybody involved, it was a bad ending for And Janelle still claims that she didn't do this stuff. And I understand because, I mean, someone with her mental capability, she's going to buckle down, right? Because her whole family went to prison because of her. And her boyfriend. They all went to prison because of her. So if she admits guilt, now all of them, not only is she going to be in prison for her whole life, but now all of them are going to hate her with a yeah. passion. Because like, And she's so selfish she's so that self- she'd rather just lie and, and not take responsibility for what she exactly. did. Exactly. And one of the things that made me laugh, I, I guess I could bring it up now that we're, we're past all that shit, but there's an interview that 2020 did with her and the guy that's doing the interview he is so fucking point blank with her right because there's there's no guessing we know janelle did it but she will sit right in front of him and just keep lying and she's like i don't know who was saying those things he was like you did janelle it's from your computer and she's like no no he's like yes yes he's like we're not guessing he's like the ip address was your computer in your room did you did did someone get on your computer well, they must have. No, Janelle, we tested the oh fingerprints. Your fingerprints are on the keyboard only. Like, I don't know. It just. It, That's awesome, though. I love it when someone just like does not buy into someone's lies and calls it to oh, them right to dude, their face. Dude, this guy was it. no bullshit. Check it out. The 2020 interview. Uh, I think the whole documentary might be on YouTube as well. But just that interview, it'll make you laugh out loud because you're just like, how can you deny this? At what point do you just... It's amazing. The It's amazing people that they can live with themselves with the way that they lie sometimes. I've had someone steal from me, a family member once. Yeah. And I know for a fact that they did it. I know 100%. And I called them and I said, hey, why'd you, why'd you take that money and this, this object from me or whatever? And they started crying and saying, I swear, why would never steal from you? And I'm almost like... Okay, I, I, do, I didn't even show any sympathy because I'm like, I know you did it. So they can't deal with the guilt. What's with the charade? I'm, you're not going to like get me to cave and, and say, oh, I'm sorry for accusing you when I know you fucking did it. Yeah. Like, how dare you sit here and try and make me feel bad for something you fucking did that I'm calling you out on? That's a sociopath, bro. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's no other way to look at it. That's, that's what a sociopath does. They're only out for themselves. They can't, they can't fathom that they did something wrong, and they also can't fathom someone else thinking bad about them because then you lose a leg up. Now this person doesn't trust you anymore. Now you can't take advantage of them anymore. Right? They can't take advantage of you anymore because you don't trust them. And they lost that trust. Yeah, and they've stolen from other family members. I know that as well. So, yeah. That's right. And that trust... It's unfortunate. That trust was the most valuable thing, and they they used it up. When you use it up, yeah, what are you going to do? You got to go move on somewhere else. And a lot of times all they had to do was ask for money if they needed it and give it to them, you know? Yeah. But then they don't want the the shame, right? The shame or whatever. Yeah. 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 But this, well, it's pretty shameful to steal and get caught too. So yeah, dude, I don't think any less of people that borrow that borrow anything from me and give it back. I'm just like, right, that's cool. Like that's how the world works. Like I'm all about the barter system. I, I just feel like you should give back what you took, and 
You know, everybody gets in bad situations. Everybody needs something from time to time. There's no shame in, in yeah. asking or borrowing, but just take care of the shit. And if you can, give it back in better condition than it was. You know, if it's a car, fill it full of gas. People aren't going to think less of you. You know what I'm nope. saying? It's People just got so much pride, man. They think every everything is, they got to do everything themselves. But, yeah. But all right. But that's a crazy case, man. All right. Well, Let's let's give thanks to the the couple of people that gave us reviews this week. I want to say thanks to Dale fifty six. Oh, thanks, Dale. Uh, Rebel girl, new to listening to you guys. I listen at work. I'm a cleaner at a middle slash high school, so I've been binging to catch up. Love you guys. Think the podcast is great. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, thank you for checking us out, and we're happy to help you get through those long nights of cleaning. Absolutely. Um, and Cunderhill one ten, uh, one of the greatest true crime podcasts. I can't sleep without sleep without it on. That's. That's kind of weird that you're sleeping with us in your and ears. It still counts as a download. Um, oh, hell, yeah, we oh, don't yeah. care if you're listening or not. <laughs> Enjoy those weird dreams. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, we always end on a light note, right? We got to end on we end on a light note. That's true. We add that we add that levity. It's a little easier to sleep, I guess. Yep. I mean, it's better than like sleeping to uh, like Monstro or something like that, you know. Oh, <laughs> that podcast is insane, or was. Yep. All right, what else we got? We got some Oh My Gaia. Oh My Gaia. Oh My Gaia is an innovative all-natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while maintaining effectiveness. At Oh My Gaia, they use only all-natural, paraben, and aluminum-free organic ingredients. Guys, there's tons of scents to choose from. There's definitely something that will fit your lifestyle, and it's going to smell a lot better than your speed stick, I promise you. You got vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, coconut, dreamsicle, leather, lumberjack, honeysuckle, fireside, uh, barbershop. Uh, so many scents to choose from, including our very own custom scent called True Crime Pine. It was made just for us from the wonderful folks over there at Oh My Gaia. Thank you so much. It's wonderful unisex. It smells delicious whether you're a man, woman. Absolutely. However you identify, it smells great in your pits. It does. It does. And it has a very cool little, the little tamper-proof little sticker uh, that, that Wendy puts on every single jar. The True Crime Pine one has our old school podcast logo on it with our old mug shots. So you get our old mugs on the side of the jar too. Uh, who knows? Might be a collectible one day, right? I always keep a jar on hand to hand out to family members and whatnot. Uh, but because you guys are True Crime Guys listeners, you can use the word creeper for 15% off. That's C-R-E-E-P-E-R for 15% off. And that's at ohmygaia.com, O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A.com, or at shop underscore ohmygaia on Instagram. And guys, while we got you shopping, be sure to check out our new True Crime Guys merch. That's true. That's uh, truecrimeguys.threadless.com. There's a link below the description of this episode. We have four uh, refreshed designs true crime guys some of them pay pay homage to our older designs they're just kind of updated a little bit and we got a couple new designs on there as well including one um for strange and unexplained which is our other show that you can find wherever you listen to podcast you'll see it's a the logo has two velociraptors on it if you search true crime guys on your player you can find it strange and unexplained guys so we'd appreciate your support and listening uh there as well and also go get you some true crime guys merch we got hoodies sweatshirts uh, Now's the time. Masks. It's it's winter's coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. And you, you know you want a true crime guys. Hoodie. Come on, you know you do. Come on, guys. So truecrimeguys.threadless.com. Check the links below the description. 
That's right. And check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash true crime guys. Two bucks a month gets you access to like, what, over 100 uh, audio At recordings, least. premium episodes, many episodes into the two and three hours. Yes. Um, and all kinds of other stuff, man. You, and also you get Just the Banter, which is a show that we release every Friday where right. it's just me and Michael talking. A lot of times he calls me at work. I'm just driving around and we just have conversations about whatever. That's right. And oftentimes it leads in the same paths you'll find, whether it's <laughs> nutrition or parenting or right. whatever. But it's, I mean, whatever we're passionate that's about. That's right. It's good life talk. And we go a little more in depth, I think, in these conversations each time. And, and I think we will. I think we will. And those episodes are released every Friday. And that is for the uh, $5 and up tier on Patreon. So if you're a $5 patron or a $10 patron, every Friday you'll get access to just the banter. Um, so it's just one more thing that is uh, accessible there on the patreon.com, as well as the gold Creeper Van sticker. Very prestigious. Oh, yeah, you school, get the gold Creep Van sticker, too, if you're $5 It's the month. only Creep Van sticker that we still give out. And it's only to $5 and up patrons. So um, That's right. But, oh. But that being said, two bucks a month, you get into the party too, and you get a shitload of free stuff. Uh, not free, but you get for that two bucks, you get a lot of stuff. A lot so. of content. It'll be a long time before you get caught up on the True Crime Guys Patreon content for sure. And we are grandfathered in, I guess, to the ability to have our patrons sign up and not have to pay monthly. Yeah. You guys can pay a one time. It's like twenty one bucks if you want a year. Yeah. Uh, at the two dollar level, and then you're done. You don't have to worry about the reoccurring payments out of out, off your card and whatnot. You just pay one time, right. and you get a full year for twenty one bucks. That's right. That'd be a great Christmas gift, guys. Christmas is coming up. Maybe uh, give that true crime guys listener in your life. Maybe somebody that doesn't have Patreon, maybe you give them 21 bucks. It's like, hey, there you go. You can be a True Crime Guys patron for a whole year. That's a gift that keeps on giving. Those bonus episodes. That's right. Every month you get a new bonus episode. So, yep. All right. All right. Does that do it? I think that pretty much does it, man. Go follow us on social media, guys, at True Crime Guys, wherever you listen. Uh, If you got a case suggestion, hit us up there or uh, truecrimeguys at gmail.com. Just don't go causing shit on Facebook, getting people killed, please. Yeah, don't do that, guys. Come on. There's better things to do. Just worry. Nobody needs Just that. worry about better in your that. life. Do you use, use the internet for positivity. That's right. Not negativity. That's right. There's already enough you got of that. Something, if you're going to say something mean, don't say it yeah, at all. Don't That's type what it my at mom all. Said. Yeah, don't type yeah. it at all. Keep your fingers uh, busy doing something That's else. That's right. <laughs> 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 all right, y'all. See you next week. Keep creeping, guys. In the desert we like a mirage It's okay if you clicked on us Cause you thought we was true crime garage Now we ain't mad at you Sit down, let us talk at you I'm talking to the creeper army We out here making murder True crime guys In the desert we like a mirage It's okay if you clicked on us Cause you thought we was true crime garage Now we ain't mad at you Sit down, let us talk at you I'm talking to the creeper army. We out here making murder charming.